That's nice. Yeah, well, you should, I think, turn the gain down a little bit if you're that close. It is down. How down? All the way down. This, <laughs> so you're like, uh, you're right up next to it. I'm right up next to it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Baby. Hey, baby. Welcome back to Late Night Jazz. Anyways. <laughs> no, that's good. Let's do the episode like that. <laughs> Tater tots after dark. Martinis with Nick Martini. Oh, yeah, that's actually kind of fun. Yeah. Gonna have a lot of fun. Gonna hit a home run. And the littlest league possible. In the littlest league possible. Gonna make a big splash. Okay, and we're gonna do the thing where we uh, introduce the player and what team he's on at the top, I guess. Oh, yeah. We should do that. Agree. Okay. Ready? Ready as I'll ever be. Welcome to Tater Tots. It's episode eight. I'm Tim. I'm Duncan. And this is episode eight, Nick Martini and the Oakland A's. That feels weird. Yeah, that wasn't the right way to do it. I don't know how to do it. Hey, welcome to Tater Tots. Uh, This week we're going to be discussing Nick Martini. Uh, Oh, no. Did you forget what team he plays for? No, I remember he plays for the A's, but I'm trying to think of what position he plays. He's a utility outfielder. A utility outfielder. Yeah. Hey, welcome to Tater Tots. This is episode eight, and we're talking about Nick Martini, the outfielder for the Oakland A's. I'm Tim. I'm Duncan. And welcome back to Tater Tots. Yeah, but we can't do it that way because you have to introduce the episode. Do I? Yes, it's required by law. Oh, I forgot all those laws that we wrote. <laughs> well, as kings of baseball, we're going to have to get used to writing laws. That's a great point. Okay, let's try it. Let's let's do this one more we'll Take again. it from the top. All this is going to stay in the episode, by the way. Go ahead. Perfect. Love it. Okay. Hey, welcome to Tater Tots. It's episode eight. I'm Tim. I'm Duncan. And this week we're talking about Nick Martini. He's the outfielder for the Oakland A's. Uh, uh, Duncan, how, 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 how the heck are you? That's a great question, uh, Tim. I'm, I'm, I'm doing, uh, good. This is so weird. (laughs) (laughs) How, how, how are you? (laughs) I'm fine. I'm fine. You gotta push through this. There's a lot of garbage bags in my room right now. Why, why that? Because of Marie Kondo. Well, you're just getting rid of so many things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're uh, done with the bedroom, but there's still like cleaning to do in the wake. And next, we're moving on to our closet, which is a, a, a hellscape. Yeah, I'd like to get rid of everything that I own. Well, um, you, you have a great opportunity to do that coming up. It I seems know like. I'm moving soon. Yeah. Um, what's an example of something that you've gotten rid of that you were surprised to get rid of? Uh. I'm not surprised that I got rid of anything because that's I think, something that you would be loath to give up. Nothing. That's the thing. That's the main thing about Marie Kondo. And like, it's annoying to have to do all this work because work is dumb and annoying and hard and hard. But her philosophy is incredibly sound. And like, everybody likes to make fun of it because she has the thing about how you whatever, like hold something and see if it sparks joy. But all that yeah. means is just like, Hey, do I use this anymore? And then if the answer is no, you throw it away. Right. It's really easy. (laughs) 
Yeah. It, it's kind of embarrassingly easy. So, I'm just going to... I found this uh, micro SD card on the beach. Yeah. I'm afraid to plug it into my computer in case it has, like, some kind of mega virus on it. Okay. Is this the kind of thing I might get rid of? Yes. I mean, I, I got rid of a bunch of t-shirts that are old and worn and that I don't wear anymore. I could sure stand to get rid of some t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah, you just... My sock drawer won't even close. I have so many socks in it. How do you feel about that? I got rid of no socks, but I did do a good job of rearranging my sock drawer. Um, got some bins, put the bins in the drawer, put the socks in the bins. Now the drawer closes. Socks in bins in drawer? Yeah. Your drawer fits a bin? Yeah, if you go to if your if your drawer is IKEA, like if you're if you have an IKEA furniture and you go to IKEA and get like storage bins, the bins will fit in the drawer. But uh, even if your even if your thing is not IKEA, I'm sure that you can buy some storage bins for the drawer. It's a good strategy, Tim, and I think that I'll get rid of all my things. I'm telling you what I'm not gonna get rid of. Okay. I'm not gonna get rid of my Pokemon cards because they legitimately bring me joy. That's perfect. You're, you're this is the this is the Marie Kondo method. I'm not going to get rid of my TV because that's my favorite person. Uh-huh. And um I found my space heater useful. I like I have like a yoga bag that I use for packing sometimes, but that's it. I'm going to do a phone e- charger. Yeah, don't throw away your phone charger. That's important. <laughs> yeah. You'll need to buy a new one if you don't. Now, what about some extra scraps of wrapping paper in a plastic bag? What? I'm looking at that, and I'm wondering whether I should keep that. Why? Why would you keep that? That's, see, it's a great point. I just needed your guidance. Thank you. <clears throat> Look out for my Netflix series coming up. Called Throw Out Your Wrapping Paper. Yeah. Scraps. Should we do this podcast now? Mm-hmm. Okay, just to remind you, because we went off on a pretty big Marie Kondo <laughs> tangent, this is episode eight. It's about Nick Martini, who was the utility outfielder for the Oakland A's last season. Uh, and I think he might stick around. I like him. I think he's a decent player. One of the great things about Nick Martini is uh, he was good. Yeah. This makes him not unique, but uh, something of a special uh, tater tot. That's he provided of... a lot of value to his team. Sure. Um, he, he was only, he only got like um 150 some plate appearances but he was worth like 1.3 war according to baseball reference let's not get too far ahead of ourselves though let's knock out this tot stove stuff first yes uh the first thing was that uh juan centeno signed with the red sox i guess like a week after the world series or like a week and a half after the world world series (laughs) so we just never got that uh google alert yeah, I suspect actually that there were a lot of uh, tater tots that signed minor <laughs> league deals before we started our tater tot segment, which I'll remind you didn't even start till week two. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I think there are a lot that we missed, um, and it's because we're negligent podcast hosts, is why. Well, I mean, I think we came up with the segment organically, and we came up with it pretty early on. I wouldn't call it negligence. If we were good at our jobs, though, we would have, uh, like, retroactively scanned all the tater tots to see where they may have signed. Well, never, it's never too late to do that. No, it's too late. I disagree, uh, and I'll probably make that a project this week and get back to you next week. Okay, as long as you're doing it. Great, okay. Uh, so, yeah, one Centeno uh, adding some catching depth to the Red Sox minor league system. Um the Blue Jays did wind up trading for Clayton Richard. Um, I should have said yes. the, the Padres did indeed trade Clayton Richard. To the Blue Jays. To the Blue Jays. 
Yes, uh, Clayton Richard, who we discussed last week yeah. after they DFA'd him. Right. I. You know, this is really like speaking about negligent podcasting. This yeah. is this is uh, 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 exposing another weakness in my armor, which is that I guess I don't understand how DFAing works. Uh. Well, what 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 don't you understand about it? So here's what I think DFAing is. Yeah. Um. It says like that this player can. I, my understanding is that you have, like, a finite amount of time to report to the minor leagues, and if you don't, then you're just, like, cut outright? Uh, kind of. Uh, my understanding is uh, this. When you're designated for assignment, um, that means that the team uh, takes you off their major league roster, their 40-man roster, um, and for 10 days, um, the player has the opportunity to accept a minor league demotion if the team can trade them in those 10 days though they're still the property of the team yes the team still has the rights to trade them during those 10 days even though they're no longer on their 40-man roster um or they can release the player um and if they don't accept a minor league assignment uh at the end of 10 days then they can go choose their free agent yeah you can also put them on waivers i found a wikipedia page while you were talking isn't waivers a different thing uh, trade release outright from the 40 man into the minor leagues or place the player on waivers, which can only be done within the first seven days of the 10 day period. Um, the window is 10 days after you DFA someone to do one of these things. Yeah. Um, or you can just put them back on the 40 man ro- roster. Right. So in context, DFAing is, uh, what you do to a player who you no longer want on your roster. It is the preliminary step before releasing them, and sometimes team, if a player is good enough, uh, teams will be able to trade them. Like Clayton Richard is, arguably. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I mean, he was good enough that the Blue Jays wanted him. Sure. Uh, yeah. And and we're all happy uh, about it. And also, we're happy that we learned something. I think. Yeah, I'm happy about. It. Yeah. Are yeah. you happy? You're happy. Right? I'm thinking about it. Okay, let me know. Get back to me. All right, we'll check back in on this later in the episode. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up the tot stove and then I'm gonna check in with you to see if you're happy about uh, Clayton Richards' new team. All right, we'll check back in in a couple minutes. Great. Uh, um, the Marlins claimed Rosel Herrera off waivers, which is very Woo! exciting. Yeah. Um, great to see Rosie. Yeah. Uh, that's Rosie. Catch on with friend. another team. Unfortunate. Our best friend. Unfortunate that it was the Marlins. Um, as we discussed, Marlins are the official team of Tater Tots because yeah. they suck so bad. Uh, that they're able to employ so many of our favorite players, yeah, <laughs> uh, who, whom are generally not uh, good. Uh, Rosel Herrera. I mean, listen, if ever he were to stick with a team, it's the team with no players on it, no outfielders, especially. That's a great point. They have Lewis Brinson, yes, uh, and they also have maybe no one. I can't remember anybody else on their I team. Don't I don't think just... they have anybody else because they traded them all. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll keep our eye on Rosal Herrera. We've discussed instituting just a, a permanent segment on the podcast so we don't miss anything <laughs> about him. Rosie watch. Yep. Rosie even, watch 2K19. Even to the, it. even to the detriment of like the rest of the podcast. We'll spend all podcast on Rosal Herrera if we have to. For sure. All right. Uh, speaking of designating players for assignment, that's what the Yankees did to AJ Cole in order to make room on their roster for uh Yankees superstar Troy Tulowitzki. Future Yankees superstar Troy Tulowitzki. 
I think that the Yankees are like, do you remember that episode of Parks and Recreation? And I don't know that you actually will, uh, where they go to, um, a town hall meeting in Eagleton and every citizen of Eagleton who stands up and introduces themselves gets a round of applause. Not specifically. So this is a joke, right? Where like, yeah, yeah everybody just like stands up, says their name and they get a round of applause just because they're from Eagleton. Right. I, I think that's what it's like to be on the Yankees would be my guess. Uh, it's nice. People like you because you're on the Yankees. No, they're just like going around patting each other on the back because they're on the Yankees. You think they're self-congratulatory? Yes. Yeah. And Troy Tulowitzki shows up in the Yankees clubhouse and everyone says, uh, uh, congratulations. Hi, I'm Troy Tulowitzki. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. To me, that sounds like a normal Major League Baseball clubhouse. Mm, that's a great point, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. Even if you're Rosal Herrera on the Marlins, you say, uh, well, I just say Rosal Herrera and they say, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and good for, you know, because you made it. It's a hard profession to make it in. All right. I'm, I, I, this joke isn't going to. I feel bad now. Don't feel bad. I mean, you tried your best. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and the last thing on this list, which isn't really news, but I I don't know. I we got a we got a Google alert about it, so I decided to stick it on here. Uh, Alex Verdugo switched agents. Now, from whom do you recall? I didn't read this Google alert. Do you recall from whom to whom? I can look. I mean, it's not like <laughs> it's not going to make much of a difference. Great. I- no, let's look it up. All right, here comes the girl from Ipanema. Dodgers outfield this from MLB trade rumors Dodgers outfield prospect Alex Verdugo has switched representation to the MVP sports group Uh, that's it that's all the information Wow, uh, I th- I thought it was. I mean, there's there's more like there's some some analysis of that, but it's not. It's just like he's a top forty prospect, and like the Dodgers might be shopping him because they want Bryce Harper, and the, the you know there's there's some intrigue in the Dodgers outfield this off season, um, and that concerns a tater tot, and so I put it on the list. To me, I'm happy that you put it on the list, and I'm interested in Alex Verdugo having switched agents. To me, it means that he is, um. Uh, well, one, unhappy with his current representation. Two, anticipating some changes on the horizon. That's what um, I. That's why I put it on the list. I didn't. Yeah. Wanna, I didn't want to presume that he was unhappy, although he very well may be. I just figured that he was. He like, was wooed by new, presumably more powerful representation. Right, getting ready to uh, maybe make him make a move to the Tigers or the Indians, as this uh, article concludes. I suspect also. That maybe he's angling for some kind of extension if he wanted to change agents, right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know anything about how this stuff works. Probably not. Nobody wants extensions anymore. No, and that's that actually will bring us into... Oh, wait. I need to check in with you. Uh, uh-huh. are, are you happy that Clayton Richard is on the Blue Jays now? Yes. Great. Let's move on uh, to the Kings of Baseball. And I think that this loops in with the extension talk. Yes, it does. Uh, because for the second straight year... Uh, everybody's getting their hackles all raised up about um, the slow free agent market. Free agents are not signing quickly enough. Um, And whereas last year, everyone seemed to be like, last year, everyone was very confused by it, I feel like, and just like, what's going on with the market? Why is it Mm -hmm. broken? And this year, they're like, oh, it's because owners don't want to lose any money. 
Yeah, I mean, free agency has always been a bad deal for teams uh-huh. um, <laughs> because they're getting uh, older players um, who tend to be in their decline phase. Um, and that's kind of an issue with the way the free agency structure is set up. Perhaps younger players should get a lot more money. Um, but what you want, what, what you put here on the King of Baseball topic suggestion was that the issue is probably the uh salary cap or competitive balance tax threshold i don't actually know that that's the issue i kind of doubt it i also doubt it i think that the uh it is it is an excuse that the teams are using to suppress their player salaries and spending on teams um, but it's indicative of a larger issue of uh, teams spending far less on salaries uh, than they used to, even though the valuations have exploded. They're make they're bringing in a lot more money. I mean, yeah. less relatively. Obviously, all the baseball players are making a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing that's striking me is like all the think pieces that are going around about how uh, uh, your favorite team, regardless of what they say, could sign Manny Machado like tomorrow if they really wanted to. I think that that is probably true, although um, it probably misses a little bit of nuance. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I mean, I my main thing is 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 that I I seems to me the thing that I recognize is that baseball teams seem to be making more money, uh, especially lately with with uh, the sale of um, Bam Tech. Bam Tech, yeah, that's what it's called. Yep. Uh, the MLB Advanced Media arm was sold at Disney recently for mm-hmm. like. A pretty hefty sum, and like, if I recall, I think it was eight hundred trillion dollars that they sold it for, and that got divided evenly among the teams. Eight hundred trillion dollars. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Something like that. I forget the exact numbers. Yeah, I don't know. So that stuff comes out, and as a Pirates fan who's like very used to the ownership being like, you would need to change the economics of baseball for us to be competitive in the free agent market. Yeah. You know, you look at. I think it was really like. 25 million dollars or something like that you look at that like money freed up and it's not like a ton of money but it's one pretty good new free agent and so when that when that news broke it was like oh great the pirates payroll like opened up a little bit more maybe they'll do something and then they of course they won't they certainly won't uh yeah no (laughs) uh uh, to my knowledge, the Pirates have never signed a single free agent. That's um, not true. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's true. Okay. No, uh, I do. Is is Russell Martin still the highest paid free agent contract in Pirates history? Uh, Am I f- forgetting anyone newer? I think that he is. That that that's astounding. Because uh, Russell Martin was like an $8 million a year, three year player or something like that. I'm like, going to look, I'm going to look it up. Cause I, I, I think that Russell Martin is, but there may have been a change that I'm forgetting about. Highest paid free agent. Google I spelled agent wrong. Why isn't this information more readily available? I don't know why it would be. Yeah. It's kind of a weird thing to look up. Listen, I'll suffice it to say the Pirates have never spent money on a free agent, as I stated at the top. So here's, instead of getting, just merely getting rid of the salary cap as the king of baseball. No, um, not let getting... me Let me propose this solution. Okay, great. Uh, we nationalize the baseball teams. Okay. How does that work? Well, it, it's simple. 
uh, we put all the baseball teams in the hands of the king of baseball, us. Oh, oh! I thought you were going to say the government. And I, 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 at first I thought, seems like the government has a few bigger problems on its hands right now. <laughs> I wouldn't trust the government even to operate itself uh, because it's refusing to do that. So I would definitely not trust it to operate a baseball league. No, we'd put it. It we would. It would be in our hands. The baseball government. Yeah. We would take all their money. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and then we would distribute it evenly back to the teams, except we would keep, um, like a a regular salary for ourselves, the king of baseball. Um, and then we would say to each of the teams, uh, please, uh, uh, spend the money that we gave you or else, uh, or else they're going to be demoted to AAA. I love that. Uh, that's actually like very much in line with how I feel sports should be run. Um, so, I mean, I'm completely on board with your strategy and I would hail you happily as the newest king of baseball. Awesome. Yeah. I'm one other thing is that once a year, all the baseball owners will have to come to our throne room uh, and kiss our rings uh, for 20 minutes each. (laughs) Do the, do the rings even like, do they taste good or? Yeah, they're ring pops. Oh, that's nice. That's a nice like, like that's a nice little something for them. That's why it takes so long to kiss the ring because they have to kiss it all the way down until they're done with the ring pop. And then you put on a new ring pop for the next send in the next donor. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Can I read you a headline from the USA Today from a few weeks ago? Yeah, I'd love to hear this headline. <laughs> Non-pursuit of Bryce Harper status quo for Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's, I mean, I understand what the headline is saying. It's saying that the pirates will not pursue Bryce Harper, and that is A-OK. <laughs> not A-OK, just normal. All systems normal. That's uh, it's pretty uh, standard development. Pirates are not going after the big free agent, and that's regular. Hey, yeah. uh, Tim, if you ran the pirates uh-huh. uh, and you had an equal amount of money as every other team, would you go after Bryce Harper? Uh, right now? Yeah. Well, they did just sign Lonnie Chisenhall. Lonnie Chisenhall, who will be better than Bryce Harper. I mean, yes, obviously you go after Bryce Harper. Why would you not go after Bryce Harper? I mean, I can lay out a pretty compelling case, and it's this. Uh, Bryce Harper last year was a bad baseball player. Yeah. Um, and baseball players are very volatile. Mm Mm-hmm. So you could make the case that Bryce Harper will be the worst free agent contract of all time. Do you think that he will be? Mm, no. Well, who's the current worst free agent contract of all time? Albert Pujols? Maybe. He didn't really pan out. Yeah, Albert Pujols was uh, immediately bad as soon as he joined the Angels, and he got a very, very, very big contract, and he's still under contract for like five more years. Not five. I think it's like three now. How old is Albert Pujols? Not 40 yet i don't think i think his contract runs through his age 43 season that sounds right right so that that, that was that one's pretty bad bryce harper is obviously uh 26 years old so he's also a like boy he's also a better athlete than albert pujols is um albert pujols uh is a hefty hefty young man How old uh, bryce harper is he's strong uh are you just i mean what do you mean by that Albert Pujols is 38. Um, uh, he never, I mean, the thing, the tricky thing about Albert Pujols is that he, he plays a position that's not physically demanding. 
And so on one hand, maybe you look at it and say, well, we can afford to spend a little money on this guy and he'll stick around for a while because he can, his body won't deteriorate so quickly. But on the other hand, he plays a position that isn't physically like Bryce Harper's playing a position that requires him to stay in tip top physical shape. And also yeah. his, his dad's like a professional trainer. Oh yeah. His dad, um, is the most intimidating person you've about ever seen. Yeah. He's got the biggest arms of anyone. Even bigger than um who's that player that we talked about last week who got traded? Yandy Diaz was Yandy Diaz. It probably goes number one Bryce Harper's dad, number two Yandy Diaz, and then number three, uh some bodybuilder maybe. Me. Yeah, Tim. <laughs> no. I'm and just... we'll go ahead and post a picture of Tim's biceps in the show notes <laughs> so everyone <laughs> everyone can see how bulging and massive that they are. Uh, okay, uh, we should move on, but I hope that Bryce Harper signs soon and gets what he's due, and I hope that he has a wonderful career. Cause yeah, I and, I, and I sure hope that he does sign with the Pittsburgh Pirates. I he think will that not. Would be, uh, no, I think the Pirates are going to offer him a, a 10-year, $400 million contract. I think... Uh, I don't Neil Huntington's going to come out, and he's going to say, I was just kidding about the money thing. <laughs> it's time I was, for us. I was just goofing. Time for us to go all in. Under the tater tot, I suppose. Yeah. Do it's Nick Martini. Let's hey. just let's throw the video up. Just get it out of the way. Okay, let me pull the video up. He's had to use a lot of those relievers in this series. To right, and that's deep. Jabari Blash is back, and it's gone. And that is the first career home run for Nick Martini. Nick Martini, a.k.a. the Dirty Martini, <laughs> taking advantage of an interesting situation here in the ballgame. How about this? Now, he can say that he hit it off Otani. It was actually Arcia, but who's going to know in 30 years? <laughs> All right, where do you want to start with this? So... Listen, I know you just heard the audio, um, and usually I think you can get away with just kind of hearing us describe a home run, but I really think that you should pause our stupid podcast and watch the video of this dinger, because it is unlike any dinger that we've discussed before. It is difficult to watch. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, So the context of this home run is that uh, the A's won this game uh, 21-3. Yeah. Um, and the, o- the Oakland Raiders beat the Los Angeles Chargers by a score of twenty-one to three that day. Oh, is that right? That's wonderful. No, that's a joke. That's a it's a joke because it's a football score. Okay, sorry. Go on. We're gonna have to cut uh, that thing out where I was uh, misled. I'm really <laughs> mad at you. You could just cut my terrible <laughs> cut my terrible joke altogether. Um, so the Angels had a position player in by the name of Francisco Arcia. Um, and we've discussed position players pitching on this podcast, and oftentimes they do a very impressive job. They throw in the mid to high 80s, they got knuckleballs, curveballs, etc. Uh, Francisco Arcia is a different story. Francisco Arcia is straight up throwing BP. Like, this is, this, is, this is no different than what you might see if you come to the game, like, two hours before start and see Nick Martini hitting home run. Like, Nick Mar- this, is, this is Nick Martini's first home run in a game. Yes, 
It Nick is Martini. his only career home run to this point. Nick Martini has hit hundreds of thousands of home runs like this, like this exact thing in batting practice. Yes. Because it, it, it's, it's the exact same because situation. Because he is being pitched a batting practice session by Francisco Garcia. Yes. This, the, you can see on the scoreboard when they're uh, playing the replay uh, that this pitch was measured at 58.8 miles an hour. I actually couldn't find that information, so thank you. Yes. Um, which is uh, a speed that I could hit. I could hit a baseball at that speed. <laughs> if you... there were ever a home run in the major leagues, like that's kind of something that we always come back to, like how we could never, ever accomplish this feat. Right. If there were ever a time I could accomplish this feat, it would be on this pitch in this situation. This particular scenario. Uh, how many, how, I want to, I, I just want to find out the notable thing about Francisco Arcia is that he is the first player ever correct yes yes. the first player ever to pitch catch and hit a home run in a single game yes uh and that was this game yes uh and he pitched two innings he did he close the game (laughs) did he finish the game uh i'm not sure it's a good yes he did he he pitched from the seventh to the he yes yes he closed out the game finished Uh, the game they said listen I think it's unlikely we're gonna win this game we are behind by uh 19 (laughs) runs yeah Matt Uh, shoemaker Go ahead, go go ahead and uh, and close this one out. However, you're gonna do it. Um, but Francisco, Arcia, <laughs> uh, he took his role literally. Usually, the position players see it as kind of an opportunity to show off whatever they've been working on. Uh, but Francisco Arcia is, is, you know, he's getting to work. He knows his job, and his job <laughs> is to is to cover those innings and to not get hurt. And boy, did he not hurt himself. I can't believe that he, like, just based on this one clip, I would, like, if you showed this clip to some, like, average baseball fan and said, how many outs do you think this pitcher recorded in this game? Like, I if, if all I had was the clip, I would say none. I would say he threw this one pitch and then they fired him from sports. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but he got six outs and, you know, at the end of the day, credit to him because... Huge credit complete that's a complete garbage job that no one wants um uh yeah there was discussion in our google doc about you were concerned that we were going to spend this whole episode ragging on francisco arcia on his 58 mile an hour fastball um yeah i mean it's hard not to it's hard to look at that and not say like this guy what a a bad sportsman he should be fired forever from sports i don't want to look upon his face i don't i don't i don't like tend to get up on my high horse very often about this kind of thing but like i don't know do you remember that oh no there's a very high horse in my room here what's going on it's too tall i can't get on it i can't even see the face of this horse it's <laughs> i if i had to estimate i would estimate this horse is 95 feet tall it's just how clipping. am i ever gonna ride this horse it's just clipping through your ceiling like in a and video game yeah it is i can only see its hoof Right now, its hoof is the size of my entire room. Just the one? Just the one hoof? One hoof, because it's... Well, actually, no, that's interesting. All four of its hoofs. You see, this horse is very tall, but it's not wide enough proportionally to match. Yeah. So it's the width and length of a regular horse, but it is 95 feet tall. All right, so I will not be getting on that horse. Uh, (laughs) All right, get out of here, horse. (laughs) Um... Okay. This is a this is a garbage job that no one wants, and he did it pretty well, well enough to end the game. He got the outs. Literally, his only job was to get the outs. It yeah. did not matter if more points scored, and he got them. Um, that being said, 
It reminded me so much, like, uh, the first thing I did was watch the clip before I knew anything else about anything, even, like, the score of the game. I watched the clip, and it it reminded me of that uh, Francisco Liriano thing. Where he doesn't want to go to first base. He, Francisco Liriano was doing a rehab assignment when he was with the Pirates in Indianapolis, and he had an at-bat in Indy that was the swingingest bunt that you ever did see, and he did not want to be on first base like maybe more than anyone has not wanted to be on first base in the history of baseball. It's it's an astounding uh, clip. Um, is there? Do we have video over to just the GIF? I think just the GIF. I think the video is kind of hard to come by. Oh, but too we'll, bad. We'll stick that in the show notes because it's it's like once you get over re- truly like how detestable this is detestable. I think like the thing of just like please just play the game. Like you don't have to try hard, but if some. <laughs> It's kind of funny to watch at the end because he really doesn't want to be there, uh, and it shows. Um, and and so when I saw the clip, that was the first thing that I thought about Francisco Arcia too. Uh, uh-huh. And maybe he didn't want to be there, but he did his job. Um, and at the end of the game, when the Angels told him that he made baseball history by being the first player uh, to pitch, catch, and hit a home run in the same game, um, he said... I'm pretty happy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I gotta, I gotta think it's pretty demoralizing to have people swat the biggest monster dingers off your horrible, horrible pitching. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. it is. Like, have you ever done that? Have you ever had someone hit a home run off of you? Oh, good question. Because I don't I, remember. I have done that. I, they made when they made me pitch in our intramural softball league that last year that we did it. Yeah. <clears throat> and and we played on the field that had a fence. <laughs> yeah it makes a difference uh there's a difference i think between watching your friend have to chase a ball forever because the field doesn't have a fence and just watching a ball that you threw just like go over a fence and hmm. it is deflating the game i think in which i gave up those home runs was a game that we wound up winning like 20 to 19 <laughs> in like a very exciting walk-off and also i think we turned a triple play in that game do you but if someone this? i do recall that we yeah. turned a triple play which was very cool i was not involved um but if someone, someone had hit a interviewed you me. after the game and said, uh, Tim, your intramural softball team just won an exciting game. Uh, you feel good about that? No, I gave up two home runs and it made me feel it made me feel like complete, like the artificial dirt that's made out of tire treads that was on that field. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry for <laughs> Francisco Garcia. At least he hit a home run. Did you hit a home run in that game? Uh, no, I think I had a nice single um, down the first baseline, though. So. Uh-huh. But and did you catch? Uh, no, I think I pitched that whole game. So the only differences between you and Francisco Arcia are one uh, that you didn't catch, and two that you didn't hit a home run. But you're alike in that you gave up a uh, monster dinger. Well, also he's on the Cubs now, uh, and I'm not. That's another difference. Yeah. I mean, we can just sit here listing differences between you and Francisco Arcia all day, and let's do that. No, 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 no. Let's, we've, we've got plenty of differences, and we've also got the material similarity, which is that we both gave up a home run. <laughs> yes. And that's that's all that we need to, I, you know, I don't, I, at the I, you know, to wrap up this segment of the episode, I'm very proud of Francisco Arcia for, for putting his head down and getting the work done. Uh, yeah, me too. And I, uh, I think it's very cool that he was the first to, to throw catch uh and pitch do you think that it's possible for someone to replicate that feat in 
like a less embarrassing game situation for sure yeah just uh just uh you know because these days so many position players are pitching you know back in the olden days it would have been rarer and that's actually one thing that's interesting about this the angels um were one of the last holdouts with the giants uh this season um they had not had a position player pitch for something going on 20 years um and this year they both of the teams finally relented um and let some position players pitch in blowouts so this was only the second time that they had done that in a very long time um but these days position players are pitching so often that all it would take is just uh you know a a a catcher coming into a blowout game um after having hit a home run to me that seems fairly likely i guess especially if they're the backup catcher the question that i'm asking is is it possible for this not to happen in a blowout game oh probably not right uh, yeah, yeah, well, no, uh, maybe a long extra inning game. All right, I can see that. Yeah. And now I'm rooting for that. But You're I would like it. I, I would like Francisco Arcia to do it. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I would but, like to see Francisco Arcia do so it So I'm again. curious, do you think that Francisco Arcia knows how to, like, pitch from a windup? <laughs> like, do you, because in this, to be clear, he's not, like, throwing like a baseball pitcher. He's throwing like he's soft-tossing to first. He literally said in a post-game interview that he was throwing batting practice. Like, he used those words. So you do think that if he that if he were trying, he could do a lot better? Maybe, like, maybe the bug bit him, the pitching bug, and now he's just been working on it. And, like, he's ready to show the Cubs, his new team, like, what he's, what he's capable of. When you gave up those two dingers in softball, did you get bit by the pitching bug and develop your pitching? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was a leading question. <laughs> uh, no, but that doesn't... And I can't remember the order of things, but that 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 didn't preclude me from enjoying pitching, I think, in the future. I don't remember... I, maybe it was later that we played this game. Maybe it was one of the last games of the season, and so I didn't actually get an opportunity to pitch again. Mm-hmm. But I also have fond memories of pitching, so like I'm not... It's not like I'm, it's not like I have like this like phobia, like I can't even like look at a pitcher's mound or I'll break out in a cold sweat. Yeah. I mean, I think it's worth noting as we tell this story that it was soft, soft pitch. Soft ball. Soft ball. The ball is not soft. No, ball hard. I broke my nose on a soft ball. Um, but that you were not trying to throw the ball good or difficult to hit. Like the whole point is that people are trying to hit home runs all the time. I have another story about this which is that when we played a game on the other field, the one that doesn't have a fence. I'm familiar. Um, uh, there was a guy on the other team who, yeah, right. So, so you know, the normal protocol, I think, for pitching in an intramural correct softball game is you just want to let the other team, like, put the ball in play because that's fun. Yeah. Um, so that, that's, that was my game plan <laughs> for, like, the entire season was right. just, like, as straight as, straight as I can – don't want to hit anybody, you know, like, if I get a strikeout, that's awesome. Incidentally, uh, uh, getting someone to swing and miss at a b- baseball is, like, inversely proportional in emotional output to, like... So it's exactly as satisfying to get one swing and miss as it is to give up a home run, or, like, the opposite? Yes. Yeah, wow. but that's, o- that's only because I never struck anybody out. I'm sure that it's, like, through the because roof. Because we were paying, playing slow-pitch intramural softball. Yes, strikeouts are not the goal. Anyways, um, so yeah, right. Right over the plate, middle, middle, just trying not to hit anybody. And there was this guy on the other team who was like, I don't know, 
trying out for the Yankees or something like that. Like he was really like taking big hacks and he was like making my outfielders run all around because there's no fence. So they had to chase the ball like literally to the other end of the football field. Um, and he did that once and, you know, shame on you. What's, what's the saying? Fool me once, shame on who? Me. You. Fool yeah. me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Yeah, right. So the second time he fooled me again, so shame on him that time. Yeah. And he, he hit he hit two home runs pretty easily, I think I remember. And then the third time, I was like, I'm not going to intentionally walk this guy because it's like the same thing. Like if I told my catcher, hey, I'm not going to throw you strikes, like the umpire would get mad probably. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so maybe would all the players. So, But instead I was like, I'm just going to pitch him very far outside so that he won't swing at anything and he'll just have his like... I'll have my uh, intentionally unintentional walk. Yes. Um, But he did swing at it. And he grounded out in the most embarrassing way a person could possibly ground out. Was Uh, that like grounding out to the catcher? No, he hit it right back to me. Uh Um, But as soon as he hit it right back to me, he stopped and just like stopped running. (laughs) And uh, that was immensely gratifying. Oh, that sounds very nice. Yeah, I I got into his head. I don't really remember this. But I would like to request one thing, and that's I want you to give me your impression of this man against whom we played intramural softball. The guy who hit two home runs? Yeah, give me like him talking <clears throat> up his skills and abilities on the field. I'm not going to do that, but I will tell you that if I were to do it, it would be like a, like a deep, oafish voice. Oh, I thought you were going to do like a, like a New York accent kind of thing. Oh, you <laughs> Yeah, like... Hey, I'm hitting home runs here. I'm trying hey, I'm, for the Yankees. I'm playing softball over here. Afterwards, let's go down to Arthur Avenue and get some gabagool. No, he was probably from like Connecticut or something like that. That's why he was such so a So he jerk. had more of a Canadian accent. And that sounds more like a... Sorry, I hit your softball <laughs> so far, eh? I didn't realize that your left fielder is so far out of shape because he's not a regular athlete and he had to run from one goalpost to the other. I'll try to hit it a little bit closer next time. And then he doesn't because he's actually, like, I, I think he was, like, not a nice person. That's pretty good. Now he's from London, England. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Some kind of home run? We oh, all got bro. these over here. I don't know what that is. We got some cricket games. In London, we call this ball, base, basey <laughs> Baser. I don't know. We call it, we call it bully bong, but we all lay play it out in West Sussex. We've gotten really off track, and I want to talk about Nick Martini now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, wait, I also have, like, other notes for, like, other... You wanted like, to talk about Funko Pops. Yeah, that's not going to happen. We're Just forget about that. <laughs> uh, and we were also going to talk about the fact that this game was on Facebook. Yeah, I did want to touch on that. Do you want to do that first, and then we'll loop back on Nick Martini? Sure, this is uh, one of the games uh, this season that was broadcast exclusively on Facebook Watch. Terrible. Uh- uh, yeah, every time there was a single game on Facebook Watch anywhere in baseball, my Twitter feed turned into a big, um, a big, um, riot. Everyone was so mad, they said, I hate Facebook Watch. Um, one of the criticisms was that people said, well, what if you don't have a Facebook? How am I to watch baseball? Another criticism they said is that, um, they don't like the presentation of the games. It was really poorly presented, like, truly. This is, like, my main thing with this was that I really wanted to know how hard he threw that ball. 
and uh and they that don't have the velocity reading in their little uh chiron they do i watched the game oh. re- i watched the mlb game recap and they do sometimes do you think that this pitch was thrown so slowly that it didn't register on their thing i suppose that's possible but i also seem to remember watching the recap and seeing uh like a pitch that was around 58 59 and thinking well it must have been around there yeah um, so they kind of switched up their broadcast format a couple times throughout the season. At one point, their um, their little display with the score and stuff was like a quarter of the screen because yeah. I think they were trying to optimize for mobile, uh, and that was a real weird thing to look at. Yeah, it seems like it. It just didn't seem like a pleasant viewing experience more than anything else. And like, there's plenty to be said about Facebook and Facebook being evil. Uh, and and that's not really the podcast for this. No, let's uh, let's do it. We barely know any. I barely know anything about baseball, let alone Facebook. Face. All right. Well, then we're gonna have to go back to the differences between you and Francisco Garcia. It's one of the two. Oh no. <laughs> uh, no, go ahead with your Facebook thing. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, uh, like who who would want to? Who would want to watch a baseball game on Facebook? Who would want to watch it? They're. they're I, th- I think. Well, here's trying... the advantage. Um, is that it's uh, free, right? A lot of people aren't able to watch uh, their local baseball games because they don't have the right. cable package. That's a fair point. Uh, maybe Facebook just needs to work on this. They're trying to get into television, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They got like, their, their whole Facebook Watch initiative. They're trying to uh, develop streaming content, programming, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I have never watched a show on Facebook. Neither have I. I don't think that any of them are available yet. Uh, no, no, they do. They got. They have a couple shows that they spend a bunch of money on. Are they good? I don't know. I haven't heard nothing about them. Huh. Well, I mean, all right. Then I won't. I won't complain so much about putting a baseball game on Facebook, and maybe, maybe this is the future, and maybe the future is bright. What if Facebook just turned itself into, just like this? It just like had a weekly sporting event and had like the nightly news would you like facebook more so let me be clear for your vision of facebook yeah you uh click over to facebook.com on your browser and it's just got like a, a baseball game or the news on maybe a tv show but you're not allowed to post um you don't see pictures or links or anything like that it's, it's just a tv station my idea is that baseball is just a network tv station yes so nick martini did a good job in the major leagues this year um and he's the real kind of throwback to the old kind of high OBP, low power player that yeah. we might have had on the list a couple of years ago before, you know, the ball change and swing change revolutions. Um, but he, um, you know, he did, he spent much of the year in the minor leagues, but like half of the year in the majors um, um, and kind of like a quasi breakout. Um and the great thing about him is researching him. Nobody was uh, posting this article, which you see a lot of times about the tater tots. Um, Nick Martini looks good now, but he's destined to not be good. I didn't see a lot of that because he's had a high OBP his entire time in the minor leagues. Um, not that good, but like seems like he's going to be a pretty good, solid contributor. He's uh, he's 28, so he's not like you know a promising rookie or nothing. But I definitely expect him. I expect to see him next year and contributing for quite a while. A lot of Nick Martini, I think, is a difficult circumstance. Like, he got drafted by the Cardinals in 2011. Yeah. He was, like, 
he was a pretty good college player. I think he was the Big 12 player of the year mm-hmm. for Kansas State, if not the year he was drafted and maybe one of the years before that. Yeah. Um, he has what is unofficially the longest on base streak in NCAA history for of uh, 93 games. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> wild. Which that's amazing. Yeah, that's, this is one of those things where like if this happened in 2002 or whatever, yeah, it, it would have been in the book Moneyball. Like he would have been one of those guys where they were like, "This is the kind of guy that we, you know," because like 93 games. Yeah. Hey, um, and how appropriate that he did eventually make his major league debut with those with those Oakland Athletics. Yeah, he got drafted by the Cardinals in 2011, and I think a lot of it probably was just that he got blocked by the Cardinals system, because that is a tough system for outfielders to develop in, I think. Oh, Uh, yeah, for sure, because they always have good outfielders, although the Cardinals are very good at developing those kinds of players. Um, So, I mean, maybe if he had been drafted by another team, he wouldn't have had this success, because the Cardinals have that good player development system. That's a good point. Um, But anyways, he came up um, because of a Matt Joyce injury. Uh, and yeah, yeah contri- contributed a lot down the stretch. I think he started like, I want to say he started like 35 games starting in like August and played in 55 uh, for the yeah. A's. Who, that's a team that wound up making the playoffs. Um, he had an OBP or ne- OBP near 400 uh, this season. And I also think he had a decent on-base streak with the A's. I don't know about the on-base streak, but yeah, his OBP was 397 with a 296 batting average, both of which very good he has okay he uh was in the midst of a 46 game on base streak in the minors the minors yeah when he got got called up that's right yes i recall that now um but yeah no yeah he he just takes takes a wonderful walk hits a nice single but one thing that he almost never does hit a home run he doesn't like to do that very much well, <laughs> um, it really took what I think was an extraordinary circumstance to convince him to hit a home run. Do you think so? Any, yeah. Any any other circumstance, he would have continued his steadfast refusal to even attempt it. I think he's good for more than one home run next season. I suspect that he will. <laughs> yeah, as long as he's uh, playing against Francisco Arcia. No, I think I, I think he's 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 got game enough to be able to hit two home runs off of major league pitchers. Uh. I I you don't sound, I, think you don't that, I think you're probably right that he will hit more than one home run. But I will say, um, even in the minors, let me pull up his minor stati- minor league statistics here. Um, I don't think that he's ever hit more than a couple home runs in a season. I think you might be right. Well, but so he has 36 career home runs between the minors and the majors. Uh, which is an okay number, but his career high was in 2017 when he hit eight, which is last year. Maybe he'll put some put some muscles on this offseason. He looks like a muscly dude, actually. Maybe it's just I'm distracted by his big burly beard. Mm. Um, but he, he he's not he doesn't look very spindly to me. He's listed at 5'11", 205 pounds, so maybe he could stand to bulk up a little bit. 20, 25 extra pounds on that frame. He's starting to hit dingers left and right. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked, right? Everyone's hitting those dingers left and right. Left and right. I mean, uh, for him, I would think he would mostly hit them left. Oh, are you sure about his handedness? Yeah, I am. I'm on his okay. baseball reference page. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. I did. I did it again, though. I took note. I was looking at the clip, and I was like, that's not the direction from which I would hit the ball. He must be a righty. And then I said, no, no, wait, wait. He's I'm lefty. glad you got to... 
Glad you got to the bottom of it, though. Yeah, I did. I had to go check his baseball reference page. And trust me, he's a left-handed hitter. I trust you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, What's his future look like with the A's? Is he going to stick around? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, based on the coverage I've seen, it seems like they're planning on bringing him back. Who knows? You know, of course, he's like any tater tot could find himself wandering around or DFA'd at any moment. But based on his performance last year, I'd say that they... Do we like their outfield depth? a secret weapon. A secret weapon? Um... No. Okay. <laughs> no, like a public weapon in, in, in public. Yeah. Chad Pinder, Mark Canna, Stephen Piscotti, Matt Joyce, <clears throat> the aforementioned. Nick Martini's uh, right there. Where's Nick Martini? He's listed as number 12 on the team batting chart on baseball reference. I don't know. That doesn't really mean anything. Where does he rank among outfielders? In terms of what? I don't know. It seems like you were ranking them on some chart. Baseball reference, when you go in baseball reference for, like, a team, it ranks them uh, for some reason. All right. Well, I'm on roster resource, um, and it seems that they do not project him to start uh, in the major leagues. Oh. Um, wait. Wait. Where do they have him? Triple A, I bet. Yeah, but I'm not seeing it. He's not even on this hard thing. Hmm. Oh, no. There he is. <laughs> okay. I am lied from the beginning. The reason that I missed him is because they project him uh, to be the starting left fielder and leadoff hitter. Oh, good. <laughs> um, so I was I had that backwards. That's great news. That's wonderful. I sure hope that he is the starting left fielder for the Oakland A's come opening day. That would make me happy. Yeah, me too. Uh, well, so I want to go back to the clip for a second. Um. Because I don't think that we've mentioned this entire podcast, one of the most important things about Nick Martini. Which is? Uh, he's got a funny name. His name is Nick Martini. His name is Martini. That's His a drink? His nickname, according uh, to the announcers, is Dirty Martini. Dirty Martini. Uh, which is a great nickname. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, it is. I don't think it is. I no, don't think it's that... funny. <laughs> Listen, uh, it's funny in that, like, that's a drink, and his name is Martini. And yeah, and Andy has a beard. And you can order a martini dirty, and he has a beard. Uh, I think that it's 2018, and we should not be proud of being dirty. <laughs> um, I didn't. Do you think it's like he's dirty, like sexually? Because I didn't interpret it that way. I just thought no, he no, had no, a no, dirty no. beard. <laughs> I, th- I didn't think about sex at all when he said that. I thought that that he was just saying that he's a dirty. A dirty man. He, he rolls around on in, him. He like rolls around in mud. You might and call I, him gritty. He's always I, laying it out on the field, getting his uniform dirty, and he has a lot of food left over in his big beard. I think there was a time maybe when, you know, as a professional athlete and a baseball player in particular, it was it behooved you to be like sort of a down-home country-looking guy who like, you know, doesn't wash behind his ears or whatever. But again, it's 2018. Please just take a shower. I mean, I'll I'll point out one, it's 2019. Oh yeah, <laughs> and well, shut my mouth. Yeah, and you two, can take a shower. I think if people you want have to. been clean for quite a while. I think um, this is this is an era of cleanliness, and maybe Nick Martini can stand out by being the dirty Martini. Just dirty? Yeah. Like, what, his, what about his trademark is that he never takes a shower. He's very very greasy, and nobody wants to be around him. Yeah, that doesn't sound like it does wonders for clubhouse chemistry. 
Uh, no, or literal chemistry. Whenever he like steps into a pool of volatile chemicals, he causes some kind of strange reaction. Yeah, you got to be stepping into pools of volatile chemicals if you want to make it in this league. Yeah, I mean, if he wants to hit more home runs, that's the kind of thing that you have to do. <laughs> Is it the new steroid delivery system? Uh, yeah, it's a hot tub <laughs> full of stanzalol. What? Stanzalol. 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 Steroids. Yeah. This was uh this was the worst we we talked about the score but uh you noted down here and I think it's worth noting this was the biggest margin for a loss in Angels history. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> you hate to see that. You I really kind of do. enjoy to see it um because it's interesting. Uh, isn't it interesting that one of the games we picked happened to be the biggest loss in Angels history? It's interesting in the sense that like you know the randomness of the universe is interesting. I do. Uh uh but it just made me sad kind of. And mm. like this stuff kind of always makes me sad. It's the kind of thing where I look at it and I say they should thank their lucky stars that this only counts for one loss. Um and even Nick Martini, I kind of feel sad that that was the circumstance surrounding his first home run. Yeah. I mean, I think it's good for the Tater Tots narrative, right? Because his home run was under an extra special circumstance. He sure. only got that one home run um, because he got a 58.8 mile an hour fastball and an extreme blowout. Yeah, right? Nick To Mar- me, that's very interesting. And I, I think that's way less sad than it otherwise would be because he was an otherwise very competent player. That's fair. That actually, you know, now that you put it that way, and now that we put it together with the fact that he's probably going to be a starter next season. We'll see can... about probably. I'm a little skeptical. But uh, well, he'll it seems like he's going to be on the team, yeah. He'll certainly contribute uh, in a meaningful way to the Oakland A's. Like, yeah. we're sure of that next season. Yeah. Maybe maybe this is an okay story, and maybe if it were, like, I don't know, Siway Lin or Rosal Herrera or somebody that, like, respect to those guys, but, like, we don't know if we're ever going to hear from them again. He just, you know... There are times when you really do kind of need the glory of it to be there, and this is, to be sure, those times. <laughs> this is an inglorious home run. Oh yeah, uh, but he will make up for it in uh, the future, I assume. Well, I sure hope so. I mean, anything could happen. He could be traded. He could get hurt. He could die. Um, he could. Be That's bad. true. Oh no. <laughs> this is getting into kind of spooky territory. When they call him Dirty Martini, it's because. He sleeps in an alley, and that's pretty cold. You can die of exposure. Oh, my God. <laughs> is it's that the... funny, or is that, like, not funny? I can't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of alarmed by it in the same way that I was alarmed when you challenged Sam Travis to a fight. Okay, so it's not funny. <laughs> it's funnier than when you challenged Sam Travis to a fight. We'll leave it there. All right. Great. Great. Good work, Duncan. <laughs> It's always the end of the episode when I kind of lose it a little bit. <laughs> well, then let's let's put a pin in it there, and maybe we'll come back. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, what else do you have? Nick Martini, I have to challenge you to a fight. No, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, it just feels right. <laughs> and oh, it's God. not even like Sam Travis, who I like. I felt some kind of unexpected um, uh, anger towards. It's just, um, I think it has to happen. Okay, well, then, you know, the gauntlet has been thrown. Let's put a pin in it uh, for this week uh, as episode of Tater Tots. 
next week is uh, an exciting week indeed. It's Jake Arrieta, uh, everyone's favorite, very flexible pitcher. Um, he's inspired. He changed my life. I started modeling my stretches after his thing he does, and now I'm more flexible. But we'll save talk that. We'll it. talk about yeah. it next week. Yeah, um, and maybe we'll get like we'll get your your secret recipe, your regiment, and everybody will be a little bit healthier in the new year. Um, that's it then. Uh, happy New Year. Happy New Year. That's nothing. Um, thank <laughs> Did you say newt ear? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's everything. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, don't forget to donate to Baseball for All. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Tater Tots Pod. Like us on Facebook at Tater Tots Pod. Email us for once in your life. I don't hear from you anymore. TaterTotsPod at gmail.com. Next week, as we mentioned, it's Jake Arietta. Uh, I think that's it. All right. Great to okay. talk to everybody this week. Good talk. See you later. Bye. Bye.